Hello and welcome to this episode of Self Made. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me on this episode is a Chicago businessman and community leader who has dedicated his career to mentoring kids through technology. Please welcome Randall Carter to Self Made. Hey, Randall, glad to have you on the show, Thank man. Thank you for having me. Listen, so I want to give my viewers really the, the background on your life and how you got to where you are. And so I want to start with the childhood. Tell me, mm-hmm. where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? <laughs> I grew up, I uh, was born and raised in Chicago, uh, Illinois, west side of Chicago. Um, rough community, gangs, drugs, things of that nature. So, yeah. So what were your challenges growing up in that environment? Um, you know, coming out of a background with uh, in those type of communities with drugs, violence, and things of that nature, it's, it's really rough to focus and hone in on things. So, you know, the everyday life of of uh, that um, environment could yeah. be rough on a on a youth. Yeah. You know, and I look back over that now and and uh, think of how a lot of people um, deal with trauma from being in those situations sometimes. Yeah, can you kind of describe some of the things that are challenges that you you faced growing up, some of the things that you saw that may have left a lasting impression? Um, <laughs> seeing um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, uh, violence on a high scale, you know, as a youth growing up, it's not something that, you know, any youth should have to be exposed to, right? So, you know, I think those things were kind of critical. Um, and, um, yeah. So coming from that type of environment, um, it's, it's tend to be difficult to really view yourself going on to be successful because most of the time your, your vision or, your, or what you can imagine is mm-hmm. limited by your surroundings. So did you ever imagine that you would get away from that environment and, and be uh, where you are today? Um, as a kid, I would say, um, yes, I've had positive influence that would come and take me out. You'd be surprised of in those communities how kids never really get a chance to get out of those communities. So it was a huge experience for me just to go downtown Chicago. Yeah. You know, I'd never experienced Buckingham Fountain, never experienced Brookfield Zoo and some of these other places as a kid. But I had some um, positive influence um, and mentors that would come around and take me outside of the areas and see and expose me to different things in other cultures and things of that nature. So who, that was huge. Who were some of those individuals? Um, one was my uncle. Um, one was my uncle Willis. Um, he would he would take us uh, out uh, downtown a lot and do a lot of things. Then I had other mentors that um, uh, I was involved in a lot of recreational stuff with the park district and uh, learned building trades and things of that nature on how to build and went off to competitions as a as a kid to get me out of those communities and um, staying active in sports and things of that nature to kind of, you know, yeah, so I stayed busy, Yeah, you know, to try to stay out of the chaos. Try to stay out of trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. So talk to me about um, your current role, your current company, mentoring youth through technology. How was that idea birthed? Well, um, I have about 30 years experience in information technology. I was IT consultant, um, um, network infrastructure, um, project management and things of that nature. I work for major organizations uh, as a consultant, Department of Aviation here at Midway Airports and things of that nature. Um, and about 10 years ago, I, I kind of 
took a step back and wanted to give back to the community. And I formed a nonprofit called Mentoring Youth Through Technology. And um, we basically try to expose as many kids to technology or STEM, science, technology, right. engineering, and math as we can. Because as a kid coming up, I was, I was exposed to it at a young age and it propelled me to where I am today. Right. So, you know, obviously the, the STEMs are uh, pretty big now across the country. And those are areas where you can go on in life and do mm. you know, very well for yourself. So what inspired you to start this organization? Um, I was I was in a dark place when um, about 10 years ago, my mom passed and I just wanted to do something different. Um, I had been doing um, IT consulting for about 20 years at that point. Yeah. And uh, wanted to do something different. And I uh, got into training kids and doing little things here and there. I've always been active with kids. I've done baseball, Boy Scouts and things of that nature. But I knew how technology prepared me and my career um, without a college degree. Um, and if I can go back on that part just yeah. a second, I, I went from um, the bottom of working just a desktop engineer to network engineer to IT manager to uh, project manager to become the COO for the technology firm. Then I ended up starting my own gotcha. consulting firm. With no, no college degree? With no college degree. With no college degree. And I felt that if I could expose other youth in at-risk and underserved communities to this uh, and get them a skill set that allowed them to make it in this technology-driven world, it would help propel some of them as well. So. We always encourage our kids to go to college. We have kids in college now that's been through our program that's going to college for STEM and things of that nature. But if they don't attend college, we still want to make sure that they have a skill set that allows them to make it right. in this world. Right. So what age range are you um, impacting with this program? So um, from seven to 18. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So we do elementary school, middle school, high school students mostly. Um, yeah. So talk to me about the kids that are uh, coming into this program. Uh, are they coming from uh, challenging environments similar to what you grew up in? Or kind of tell me a little bit about the, the, the people you're serving. So we serve a lot of youth in um, at-risk and underserved communities where um, they're technology deserts, so to say. And we go in and provide after-school programs, summer camps, things of that nature, um, workshops, technology conferences, anything that we can do to expose them to technology. Um, the kids are really being impacted um, by it because they've never been exposed to it. Right. So, um, you know, you have some kids that say, hey, you know what, I don't want to do that. And then when they get in there and start exposing and getting involved in it, they kind of take off. So um, success rate has been pretty good. we got a number of kids that most of the time you hear, we always poll kids and they say they want to be doctor, lawyers, teachers, athletes, things of that nature. But you very rarely, less than 1% hear somebody say they want to be a, an engineer or a software developer or things of that nature, right? right. So by exposing them to these other, because they've never seen it, but right. by exposing them to this, now it gives them opportunity to see other um, careers that they you know, might not have chose. So running this program, um, you have to have come into all types of uh, uh, situations and scenarios with mm -hmm. kids. Are there any, you know, situations that you've experienced with with kids in the program that have left 
uh, a lasting impression on you, whether good or, or, or bad? Yeah, so from a good perspective, from a good note, um, we've had kids that have really um, didn't want to have anything to do with technology, but now are in college with, and, with engineering majors or software development majors. So that's, that's good to see. Um, the technology is a huge part, but the mentoring is a bigger part. So we have kids that are coming from areas and being exposed to things and um, that we help with the soft skills and things of that nature um, from things that they've deal with. We also deal with other uh, trauma uh, uh, organizations that deal with, with uh, impact trauma, things of that nature. Because imagine a kid that has lost their mother and their father to crime or anything else and then still have to sit in the classroom and learn something, right? Right. So um, we we do more than just technology, the mentoring and understanding what, what that child is going through and um, how we can help in other areas. Yeah. And we also try to do um, internships with organizations, um, job placement, things of that nature. If they're not going to college, we try to follow them through that path, right. the career path as well. So how are you um, identifying the kids that participate in the program? How do they, how do they find you or you find them? How, how do, they, do they end up in the program? Well, there's two, there's two things. One, um, we partner with uh, local schools, libraries, um, park districts, uh, churches, and we most of the time try to go where the kids are. Um, sometimes we host our own programs and then we just go out and promote it via social media, things of that nature. But for the most part, we partner with the school districts and all, all the organizations that probably deal with kids and try to deal with where, where they are. Um, if there's areas that that's um, highly don't have STEM services, we try to infuse even more programs in that area outside yeah. of, you know, dealing with uh, some of the other organizations. So, so how, how are you funding uh, this, this organization? We, um, we get grants. Uh, we have other donors and corporate uh, sponsors and things of that nature. Um, and contracts, sometimes schools, the school district will contract us to come out and do a year-long program with the school for after-school programs, things of that nature. Yeah. But for the most part, it comes through grants and corporate sponsors and corporate donors and things of that nature. And so you, you mentioned uh, that mentorship uh, is the most significant portion of what you all do. And I, I can only imagine when you're dealing with kids that are coming from uh, underserved communities or kids that are coming from communities where they're experiencing or seeing violence uh, on a daily basis, that that's a very critical piece. Can you just give a little detail about some of the mentorship uh, components that you all do or that you've been personally involved in with, with kids? Um, um, there's fatherless boys that don't have a male, a positive role model in their lives. So that's crucial, right? So we try to help in that area as well, give them guidance, leadership. Um, sometimes it's more like a big brother, little brother uh, uh, relationship yeah. and, and making sure that they have the, uh, everything they need at their disposal as well. We also do things like um, um, 
no child left behind type stuff with with uh, kids that may not have the proper equipment. So we give out new laptops and tablets and uh, we come conversate with the schools sometime and make sure that there's, you know, the kids that we're working with, we follow up with the schools and see how they're doing in school, how their grades are doing, how their behavior is and things of that nature and um, see if there's ways that we can help in that, that area as well. And so this seems to be uh, once you kind of establish that relationship, those, those seem to be lifelong uh, commitments that you're taking on because I don't see that just kind of going away uh, when the kid, you know, graduate from high school and or college, especially when you've started at, you know, as young as seventh grade with some of these kids. That is true. That is true. And we also have some alumni that of the program that come back and help training and mentoring and things of that nature as well. Okay. So I would like to know just from a business perspective uh, who has been most influential in your life that have helped you kind of get to where you are whether that's through mentorship or through just being there for you or whether they provided you with opportunities to advance in life um, there was a gentleman when I first got in the technology industry um, his name was John and and uh, I learned so much from him um, from customer service to the business aspect of things to, um, you know, how to handle and deal with people, customers, all this stuff. He was, he was, he was a huge impact um, on me. We talk a lot, um, um, traveled with him, and um, he's been major, um, a major influence on the way I do things today. So, um, which, I guess, opportunities that you have taken advantage of to help you be successful because you know everything is about opportunities and preparedness you know when you're prepared and opportunity is there and it, it's, it all comes together at the same time you can really achieve success what opportunities did you take advantage of that really propelled you in your career I would say relationships um, relationships matter um, I'll never forget, um, I was introduced to an individual um, and they were, sending them they were sending me to that individual because I was looking for funding to help support the program. And my angle was, when I went in, he was looking at me like, okay, here's another one asking for money. I said, no, not, it's not about the money. I, I'd rather have, I came in here for, to build a relationship. Right. You know, because it's one thing for me to come and say, hey, you know, I got these great kids, I, I X, Y, and Z, but it's another thing for me to build a relationship and then you have 10 of your constituents or 10 of your business partners that, that give and, and, and um, pour into the organization or to the program. So relationship building is a, is a huge thing for me um, and not just, you know, out asking for yeah. so, sometimes. So how many children are you serving uh, through this program? We serve hundreds of children in multiple states. So we are in, um, we serve in Illinois, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Okay. So yeah, we reach hundreds of kids, over 500 plus a year. Um, initially in the program, we were doing a lot of um, servicing a lot of kids. We weren't being impactful, though. So we kind of took a step back and started serving less kids so we'd be more impactful right. and be able to provide more quality services. So instead of trying to serve a thousand kids like we were doing at one point, we try to 
minimize that down and make sure we're giving quality over good quantity. quality over quantity. Yes. Right. So talk to me about your family. Uh, I know you've been married for 25 uh, yeah. years and uh, I know family is important to you. So talk to me about your family and the importance of family in, in your life. Um, been married for 25 years, two beautiful children, both of them uh, 21 and 19 now, both in college. Um, very tight niche family. We do a lot together. Uh, my son is a mass communication major. My daughter's in uh, criminal justice. Okay. And um, family is 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 crucial. We do a lot of. I, I keep them involved in uh, a lot of day to day aspects of what we do as an organization and a business, and um, teaching them a lot of things with regards to finance, investing, and you know. Um, the business aspect of things. Right. So all of them are uh, going to be entrepreneurs one day. So very, very close. So you, uh, you've had uh, a lot of success in the, in the IT, uh, information technology space. Um, what do you feel is your biggest accomplishment? What are you most proud of? Um, as a, and the, I'm most, I'm actually more proud of the, the nonprofit, because in the, in as a, as a business owner in the IT industry, um, I made a lot of money, but I get more joy being able to give back and work with these youth and see the impact that it's having on their lives yeah. and seeing youth in these at-risk and unserved communities able to um, create and go to college and do great things. So that's more impactful to me. So. The nonprofit is a bigger piece um, that I look at as success for me. Have you, have you ever looked at this program uh, in, from the standpoint that you're actually potentially saving lives? Mm. Like yes. literally saving lives through this program? <sighs> yes, I know, um, I know it does. And that's why I work so hard at it um, because um, some of these kids are that we service are in very hard stricken uh, communities. Yeah. And to hear some of the stories that some of the youth um, share, I wouldn't, it's, it's hard, yeah. right? Because to hear a kid say that he witnessed somebody get killed or, and there's no emotion to it. It's just like an everyday thing right. that's right. not, common right you know right so um, I'm learning a lot I deal with um, um, mental health institutes and, and, and things of that nature and I'm learning more about mental health and trauma and trauma impact and you know you don't have to see somebody get murdered or in order for it to be trauma your your dad your mom divorcing this trauma could be right. trauma right right so um, being able to um, mentor and be around and, and help in those areas as much as we can. We're not saying that we are the one and only answer, no, you know, but through our partnerships and things of that nature, um, um, we try to uh, do the best that we can to help, right. you know. So I want to I want to pivot back a little bit uh, to your journey. I know we touched on this. Mm -hmm. uh, you've become very successful, uh, made quite a bit of money in the um, IT space without a college degree. Mm. Talk to me about how you got into IT 
and it kind of walk me through your journey to uh, where you are now. <sighs> I um, I was working for a law firm in a mailroom, but in even I come from a family with a um, entrepreneurship background. But even as I worked in the mailroom, I knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, and. Um, working in the mailroom, worked my way up through the law firm and started doing accounting stuff and things of that nature. I never forget um, my computer crashed and the guy that I used to have working on my computer was trying to get me in the IT industry. And I'm like, I don't want to do computer repair. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Just fix my computer. And he I never forget, he brought the hard drive over and the software said, you're going to fix it. And I'm trying to get you in this industry. You can make a lot of money in it. It's a great feel. And I said, I don't want to do it. But I was forced to do it, right? So yeah. I was forced to do it. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's it? And I, he told me what to do. I did it. And I'm like, that's it? Well, when I learned how to do that, I started working on computers and things of that nature. It propelled me from making my salary like doubled, right? Yeah. I went to another law firm, started at the bottom um, doing IT support and um, left that law firm and went to another consulting firm making double of that, right? Um, and then just worked my way up the ladder. Started off the bottom at the consulting firm, worked my way from uh, IT desktop support to network engineer to project manager to um, CEO for the company and then end up starting my own Carter Consulting Group where I was uh, head offices in Chicago, Memphis, and Baltimore. You know, I was doing clients and, um, and I had clients in multiple states. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, it was um, pretty good, pretty good. I so say. I think it's important to talk about the, your training or, it, or educational component in this process because it was a non-traditional mm route so I think it's important that viewers understand that there's so many different ways to achieve success some of us uh, will achieve it through entrepreneurship some are gonna you know uh, pursue it or, or, or achieve it through uh, education but uh, formal education but mm -hmm. talk to me about how did you learn to do what you do uh, we know how you guys started with repairing a computer but where you are now so um I wasn't the sharpest knife in the in the in the drawer, right? <laughs> but I, I tend to uh, work on areas that I was falling short in, and I always believe in if you want to achieve something, you need to put yourself under mentorship of somebody that's successful at doing it. And I've always took that model of from a business perspective of always having mentors. Right, always important. having a mentor that can that can help me and guide me through, you know, and I just I, I, I did a lot of research, a lot of reading, um, uh, mentorship guidance, you know, that helped me through all this whole process of getting where where I'm at um, on the on the job experience or training through working for uh, major corporations. And then as a consultant, you know, I traveled around the world doing doing work for, you know, all these corporations. So. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's from an educational perspective, I always say it's good to have the education. It's 
it's also good to have the hands-on experience, right? right? Because there are some people, as you well know, that may have worked the job 30 years, but a guy coming in with a degree sometimes, um, this, this guy is way ahead of him. Right. Right? So we try to do, we try to use that when we're working with these kids as well, because we're not naive to think that all of these kids that we're going, that we're dealing with are going to college, right? right? Or, or are able to go to college. Right. But we inspire and, and encourage as many as possible to, the ones that don't, we make sure that they have a, a, a solid skill set that allow them to make it. Just imagine, I had um, three kids. I taught them how to build and fix computers in the early stages of our our um, development. Yeah. Um, I a client asked me, could we work on some laptops? I'm like, sure. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll supervise the kids. They'll do it. The guy paid. Three hundred something dollars. I gave the kids hundred dollars a piece. Right. The eyes got big. Say, Mr. Carter, <laughs> you got some more for us to work on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now I have their attention. So now they said, okay, well, they're taking all their computers to Best Buy and all these other stores. Why can't all of them bring them to us and we fix them? Right. Right. So I'm like, okay, now I need to sit down and teach you all how to do a business plan. Now I need to teach you all how to do customer service and do all this other business aspect right. of running the business. There's liability involved, right? So you need to understand all of that before you just start taking people's equipment. Well, true enough, I, I taught them all of that, took them through a whole series of things, the entrepreneurship training, and um, they started doing that. Wow, so, that's great. You know, what you're doing is making a difference in the lives of so many kids. You're changing lives. You're saving lives. You're impacting communities. I appreciate you being on Self Made. Oh, I'm glad to have you. And to my viewers, thank you for watching. And remember, without you, there's no me.